Welcome to Two 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 Paranormal Podcast with your host Jen and Joe. Hey, everybody! Hi. And we are still at Michigan Paracon. Yes, we are. Awesome day. It was rough this morning, <laughs> but we're making it. Joe and I had a very, very large dinner last night. It made me so sleepy. I was like, I never ate so much food in my life. I didn't even go out partying last night. I wake up feeling like I did. <laughs> and we get into the the hall here. And everybody is dragging butt. I know. <laughs> but this is Michigan Paracon. This is what Michigan Paracon is all about, is. is the parties. It is. It's it's um, full throttle, hardcore, paranormal conventioning, and it at its best. Yes. It's and amazing. to segue right into our guests, they are Nocturitant. Nocturigant? Nocturigant. Podcast, yes. which is a great concept. What they do is they are book readers and i cannot read so but it's a book club podcast which is awesome yeah you have, we have not come across one of these before and it's such a unique idea they give you a book and everybody reads it mm-hmm. and then they podcast about it and then you guys can all like chime in about your thoughts and theories on the book and they're very open to different genres mm-hmm. of the paranormal which i which i like you yeah know, like be open to everything yep. explore everything and there goes the lights again <laughs> <laughs> so they are with us and we want to introduce them so welcome to the show yeah. we have nick rory and jay with us from not <laughs> here we go <laughs> here we go wait not not tivigan not yeah i'm so sorry you did great no we'll it's edit great. that we'll edit that <laughs> no sorry i'm uh, you know have a little brain fog, but well, that's okay. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming out to the convention. Well, thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing with your podcast. We'd love to meet fellow podcasters. So, Well, um, Noctivigan is a paranormal book club. We Every episode, we take apart a book about the strange, paranormal, otherworldly, and we go into what are the theories at the base of this book, uh, what are some of the cool stories from it that we thought particularly resonated with us? And then also we talk about the author and like where they came from and as much as we can anyway as what their history is and what their work looks like. Mm-hmm. And then we do a lot of kind of high strangeness theorizing, trying to con- connect the ideas in the various books we've read uh, to each other. We run the gamut from UFOs to cryptids to ghosts and any sort of form of uh, fringe theory. And we even have a little bit of true crime in yep. there. We, oh, we, we cool. have a little bit of true crime for spice, just to yeah. sprinkle on the top. <laughs> and and uh, we're in the future, in the next coming weeks, we're going to start recording. Like, I'm doing a, a, a book specifically on, like, witchcraft theory and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we're, we're, we kind of, like, cross as many, as many thresholds as we can in order to just talk about it all you know because it's all it's all in its own way it's all very interconnected oh it is you know? yeah. and we love to theorize about it and like seeing connections when we're reading like john tenney's book theoretical weirdo and then comparing it to things that we've read in mothman prophecies or uh, secret teachers of the western world and just seeing those weird connections between them all is just super fascinating yeah uh, and, and it's also uh, unveiled some connections that startled us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's reinforced in our mind, like, like uh, Rory was saying, the, the bizarre interconnectivity of the world of the strange. And uh, oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, you know, we are, um, I'm going to say that we are three crass individuals, <laughs> and we get up to some good fun on the show as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and admittedly, like one of our, like one episode that's coming out, 
next week or the week after? Week after. Week after is kind of the first book that we're, or the first episode where it's a book that we we didn't like. No, okay. we did not yeah. like it. And uh, I and the, like I the, let the rage out of the cage a little yeah. too much during <laughs> that episode. It, it, oh. it, it, the the episode is that. hilarious. There's no there's no doubt that doubt about that, right? It's funny, but you know we uh, it's. It's an int- it's an interesting book because it's about reptilians and that's already a, mm-hmm. a, a tough tough pill to swallow yeah. for some people and this one was on the worse end of that oh, spectrum. Okay. So yeah, it. I'm sure people will listen to that episode yeah, just fine. We've also done uh, we did a great book by Gary Lockman on the history of Western esoteric thought that was super interesting and how mm-hmm. like you know that older more classical readings uh, ties into modern fringeology and modern paranormal research and it there is again some really interesting connections especially once you start getting towards the ideas of the science of consciousness and how consciousness shapes our reality uh and i mean it's it's been a, it's been a fun romp and we're really excited for a bunch of the books we have coming up uh we're, we're not stopping anytime soon no and one of the i think one of the coolest things about our show specifically is we come all three of us have very different backgrounds like you know, Nick and I have been have been best friends for 15 years, but yeah. we have we have very different world experiences still. And then Jay, uh, who happened to marry me, um, <laughs> also it has a religious background. Like uh, had their undergrad is in. Uh, I'm uh, a. You can, you can talk about it. Yeah. I'm an academic theologian, so okay. most of the time I bring. Most of the time when we're talking about things like this. I do my best to bring an to bring a semi-expert view on like okay we're talking about a little bit of jewish mysticism in this let me explain what the actual role of that is with like within their society as best i can this is what catholic mysticism is versus general christian mysticism and the different role it plays in the catholic church versus in like evangelical protestantism and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm also the person that drags us kicking and screaming into true crime because <laughs> yeah. it's my yeah. personal obsession. Yeah. We did an incredible book on um, Elliot Ness and the yeah. Mad Butcher, okay. and uh, the the reason I suggested that book is because, well, this case has never been solved. And spoiler alert: yes, it was. Oh, really? Just didn't get the Absolutely. conviction. Well, spoilers for anyone listening to the episode: Sweeney did it. Sweeney, yeah. Sweeney Dunn did that thing. Um, my my name is Nick. I, my history is uh. Actually Actually, in literature, I have a master's degree in English with a focus in creative writing from Central Michigan University. Um, I'm heavily invested in like the lit writing community, or I was, and um, I tend to come at these books both from how is it written, what is the author doing to convey their points effectively, but I also tend to come at it from the perspective of someone who has been capital O obsessed with the weird since I was a little kid. That's amazing. I love how you guys mix everything together, yeah. and yeah. you're not afraid to say. I didn't like that book, and this is why, you know, and yeah. and yeah. that's because there's so many times where we hear people talk, and they're so focused on one single thing, you know, they they got the blinders on, they're like, no, we're not looking into that. Yeah. And you need that, you need the openness of how to think. And if if we weren't curious about this, it what's the what's the point? Yeah. You know, we there, there's too many things that are that are unanswered mm-hmm. in terms of the phenomenon in general that. It's hard to uh, just accept one thing as fact, you know. And then, and, and then on top of that, like like anything in the world, right? There is people that are out there to try and turn you against the oh, yeah. the, the, the more positive side of the things. Mm-hmm. And 
all I know for me, like, I don't have, like, a, a heavily educated background like these two. I'm just a normal rube like everybody else. <laughs> but I also produce the show, so there's that. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, curiosity and, you know, kinship and friendship and bringing people together, that's... That's, that's what this all should be about, and that's mm -hmm. what I try to push. Yeah. So. And, and we have also firmly always had the opinion that the moment that you... I mean, kind of in that idea of what John Keel proposed in a lot of his writing, that the moment you set yourself into a belief, uh, the phenomenon will respond and co make that belief concrete. Yeah. And that the only way to really truly try to get to understanding, at least I think, is by you know by maintaining that curiosity almost as a religious endeavor and mm -hmm. in, in resisting any person who says this is what it is yeah. i have nailed it down and i have solved it for everyone forever and that doesn't jive with me i think yeah. that we are in this world to be curious we are in this world to discover and i think that the phenomenon and i say that as john keel meant it meaning all of supernatural or paranormal events I think that that is, in my opinion, one of the greatest, most interesting mysteries that is part of the human animal's experience on oh, this planet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Do you have a favorite author hmm? so far? Do you have a favorite author? Um, in the world of paranormal... Well, I have plenty of favorite authors in fiction, because I, I read a ton of fiction, obviously. Uh -huh. uh, but in the world of paranormal, I would say, I mean... It's it's kind of I'm, I'm, it's kind of you know a bit cliche to say this, but I'm a huge Jacques Vallée fan. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, we are big John Keel fans. Yeah. A lot of the classics, it's just hard to beat them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that uh, recently I've been getting more and more into Gary Lockman. Yeah. He is uh, he is ridiculously good. His books are ridiculously well uh, well, read, well written, and uh, they're all about esoteric thought, magic, especially uh, the Western esoteric tradition. He has a new book out, which I'm really excited to read, that's about how magic and the idea of thought forms might have played a role in the 2016 election and the rise of Trump. Oh, and kind of how that led to QAnon and all these sort of pseudo-religious political movements oh, that have yeah. come about. I want to read that book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I've been... Uh, no, I mean, no, I think that's probably where my favorites are right now. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of fiction, I mean, Stephen King, yeah. Alden Bell, yeah. Richard Matheson, all the, you know... Big horror classics, although yeah. all the Mel's not a horror classic. I just really like <laughs> one of his books. But, I, um, yeah, I, I'm in fiction. I have three Stephen King tattoos. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Because so, like I have the Ka symbol. I have Stephen King books, and then I have a oh, giant, nice. uh, oh, the giant, all the double Pennywise. Yeah. Yeah. No, have you read his book on writing? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's so oh, amazing. Yeah. It's, am yeah, yeah. it's amazing. No, it For is. Sure. I, no, um, I'm. I, Troy and I are what you might classify as a, a little bit of super fans. Yeah. Like oh yeah. One of my prized possessions is I have the uh, issue of science fiction and fantasy that the original version of the first Dark Tower book appeared in. Yeah. Wow. I have a, and my my wonderful fiance gave me that and it's made sure that I can never leave her. <laughs> and it was my idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> that I that don't you take credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you cried like a child. I did. I was. It's it's literally like the gunslinger. That that story is foundational for Nick and myself no, now too. So it's like fi seeing the first copy ever, like yeah. ever printed of it. It's that's just that's amazing. Yeah. But Maybe. in terms of your question, my favorite nonfiction authors right now for like what we do on the show, probably Tenny, and. Um, uh, I really, I really like uh, Peter Biebergall, even though the book was like we we kind of we struggled with we it a struggled bit, with yeah. it, but, but honestly, I really like his ideas that mm -hmm. he proposes. Well, and honestly, I think that that had more to do with 
us simply not getting it until a little later on that yeah. we actually one we didn't really understand the book till we were talking about it yeah. with each yeah. other. You almost hear us like the wheel click into place during that episode when we were talking okay. about it. But then I I, I I really like you know like Nick said I really like Gary Lockman and uh, uh, Jacques Vallée is. Like I, I, I definitely fan over Jacques Vallée, you know. Yeah. He, he, his writing is incredible. I will, I will third the Jacques Vallée recommendation. I will third the Jacques Vallée recommendation, but also in terms of both true crime and she's recently dipped her toes into more paranormal stuff. I cannot recommend Kate Summerscale oh, yeah. highly oh, yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. She wrote an incredible book on the haunting of Emma Field of Alma Fielding, Fantastic. which is an amazing poltergeist case really? from. Uh, World War II era England yeah. Wow. Yeah. that is um, a fascinating look into not only par- uh, poltergeist phenomenon, mm-hmm. it was the state of paranormal research at the mm-hmm. time because that was the height of the schism between the spiritualist movement and mm-hmm. the Psychical Institute and the Alma Fielding case was kind of a, a, a live grenade into an already yeah. very tense situation in mm-hmm. the England paranormal community wow. so and it, it reads it reads like a historical like psychological yeah. thriller more yeah, than it reads cool. like a nonfiction paranormal. Yeah, I do not recommend it highly. Yeah, enough. she wrote so the book. She wrote the book almost as if it was a fiction book, but it's not. It's a nonfiction yeah. like true story. It's so because good. Because Olga Fielding doesn't feel like a real person. Yeah, like, oh, really? Olga yeah. Fielding, oh yeah. She was raised by circus performers. <laughs> She's one of the most highly documented poltergeist sufferers that may have also been a fraud, but also probably wasn't and nobody can really tell and she was caught in this weird tension between one of the most controversial figures of the psychical institute it's it's incredible she does not she does not seem like a real person she seems like a historical romance protagonist why haven't why haven't they made a movie about this or have they (laughs) i I asked the same question on the episode we recorded for it oh my god which spoilers that episode is coming out uh some point in september i believe because we record uh we record a bit ahead of what we're releasing mostly because um we're well aware that life can sweep your legs out from under you, and we don't want to miss miss an episode. Yeah, yeah and, for you know, sure. we right now we all like I, I work a nine to five. Nick works mm-hmm. a nine yeah, to five. And, we all do. And Jay's yeah, Jay's full time school, so it's like we try to stay ahead of the, ahead of the curve a little bit. That way, you know, we I can have extra time to edit the episodes <laughs> and get everything out, get everything done. But we are uh, we're just getting started. We just released episode six. We yep. uh, right. just recorded episode ten. Awesome. And we got. We got. I'm so excited about the book lineup we got coming. Oh, I yeah. think it's so going to be a good. blast. And personally, I'm just excited to read them. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about the recording yeah. of the podcast or anything. I just have a giant stack of books, and that's always exciting for me to see. Yeah. How um, how much time do you give the readers to list to to read the book before you guys go in and uh, talk about the two episode? Two weeks in between okay. each episode. Yeah. Okay. At the end of each episode, we will tell you what book we're going to read next. Oh, okay. And and the point is, you don't have to read the book to be able to enjoy the episode. We do a summary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we do a very as in depth as we can summary of the of the salient points and the timeline and things like that and then we get into discussion questions yeah it follows very much a book club format oh, okay, okay. Awesome. yeah we recently we started we'll do like we'll section off the summary by breaking it up with discussion questions where we talk about what we just talked about you yeah. know in the summary yeah. and things like that just because it breaks up the monotony of one person just talking throughout the whole you know through for a long stretches of time but also 
it's fun to you know yeah. be yeah. like okay so this weird thing that we just talked about I want to take a spin on it and talk about this uh, however it relates to it and then we'll do that for 10 15 minutes whatever and then keep on going have you had any Stranger, unusual, paranormal activity happened while you were podcasting or recording your podcast. Not, not, not or should not we yet. say yet? Not yet. Yeah, not, not, yet. Yet. <laughs> not We haven't had any. Well, we were recording, but we have. We've all had our own individual yeah. experiences. Mm -hmm. Historically, otherwise, we wouldn't have ended up here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little. Um, just give us a little tidbit about what um, paranormal activity you have experienced. You want to um, tell the uh, the host factory story? Yeah, I can tell the host factory story. Um, so I had come back from college for a weekend and uh, Rory was already living down in the area and Rory approached me and said, hey, I think it was your boss, right? Uh, Rory's boss wanted to get into paranormal investigation and I had been part of a, a school club up at Central that did that and so Rory invited me along because this guy had an inn at this abandoned hose factory in an abandoned industrial park off in the middle, of, what town was that in? Salem, Michigan. Salem, Michigan. Oh, okay. And so I looked in, we looked into it a little bit and it seems like at this hose factory back in the 30s or 40s, there was a big fire that shut down the factory and ended up killing some workers. <laughs> and so I knew nothing about this going into it. Yeah. And we go to this place and it's this, you know, derelict building out in the middle of an overgrown field, does not look safe to be in. So of course we went in. Oh yeah. Um, of course, right? Naturally. And it, and, and so basically it was set, the entire building was set up in two areas. There was a large shop floor that was largely cleared out. It was all concrete, but the ceiling was like that uh, corrugated sheet metal. Okay. And there were several points where the sheet metal had torn and there were like these almost like tooth-like jagged metal chunks hanging from the ceiling dangling. And then the other section of the building was this long hallway with these what I, I think were like individualized workshops for specialized equipment, like a long hallway with doors going off to the sides. Um, and at the end of that hall, there was a window high up. And as we entered into that hallway, the moment we took a step, we saw the light from that window fade out. Okay. And then we saw a basic wall of shadow. And at first we thought, it's dark, of course, from the ceiling. But then we realized, one, our flashlights were not penetrating that shadow. And the, the where we could see where the flashlight was hitting the darkness, and it was moving closer oh. to us. Oh. So it was like, you know how when you, you put a flashlight out there at, at night, you can you, you can see the end of the flashlight. Yeah. yeah. We could not see the end of the flashlight. It was oh, like wow. it swallowed it. Yeah. And, wow. But then... And then, a with no wind blowing, all those jagged chunks of metal started swaying towards us and pointing towards oh, us. Oh, nice! So we ran. Um, <laughs> and, and but then we decided, all right, well, let's circle the building and try to look at it from the outside. And I don't know if this was related or not, but we did find an area in the grass that had been kind of beaten down. I'm sorry, I'm messing with the cord. Uh, no, you're fine. Uh, kind of I did that. That kind of been beaten down, and there was what appeared to be an old ritual circle in there, like someone had burned the grass, and we found animal bones in there. Oh, okay. And so uh, we think yeah. maybe someone came there, did something they weren't supposed to, and brought something to that mm -hmm. location. Uh, yeah. But we, we I mean, I never went back, uh, mostly because I went back to school, yeah. and also then I wasn't sure where it was anymore because I am deeply directionally challenged. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, so that's am I. True, I get that, totally. That's that's incredible. Now, did you feel that that entity of shadow was um, had a human form at one time? Do you feel like it maybe was an elemental I, or it was non-human? 
I can only go off. Was what it I menacing feel. towards you? Yes. Yeah, yes. I here's the thing. It's like at the time I thought that is an evil thing, because that was just the the immediate gut wrenching feeling you got. I since have kind of walked back on that, and that I am not 100% convinced any entity is evil just by its nature. Right. But that said, I do think that specific thing intended harm. Yeah. Like uh, the way definitely, that, I felt like I was being threatened. Yeah. The way the way that it the way that uh, it approached us, the way that it showed itself to us. Well, because it, we weren't presenting any form of harm when we came there. We were being curious. And the intimidation factor that yeah. came, that came yeah. with it showing itself to us was uh, overwhelming, well, and I, to say the and least. And I'll say, like, even the shadow, if the shadow wasn't enough, quite frankly, the uh, the swinging metal got me. Because yeah. even if that yeah. even if that yeah. shadow's not going to do anything to me, those things are ha- those metal sheets were hanging on by a thread, and any one of them could have cut us in half. And I was not going to wait yeah. for that to happen. Right. You'd be your own horror movie. Yeah. 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 Well, and also another interesting thing is. There was an upper floor to that building that we couldn't get into because the stairs had collapsed at some point. And it looked like it was just like a little small room up there that was like an office. I thought maybe like a foreman's office. Mm-hmm. But uh, And when we exited, when we were circling the building, through one of the windows, we saw a light on inside this factory oh. that's been abandoned for 60 years. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, you know something I just thought about? that uh, One thing that was interesting about like the whole thing is when we, like it was cold out. It was, it was fall or fall or winter when mm-hmm. we went there. Um, but it was hot when we were inside, like when after that entity showed up, it yeah. was warm, like sweating warm wow. inside that building. Like it had so much energy, it was just changing yeah, the whole yeah. room. I, I, I have, my theory is that somebody did something there that either they had a malicious intent or they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. And they, I don't know what that was, but I don't, I didn't like it. I mean, yeah. I, I also... In the years since, thinking back on it, I kind of also got the sense that it didn't want to be there any more than it wanted us there. Yeah. But uh, so maybe it was bound there or something, and that's why it was so angry. I don't know though. I still want to go. Like personally, I want to go back and go back with a spear box and see if we can try and communicate with it because yeah. if it's just trapped there, it's, that's not its fault. And it you might know? it might be trying to communicate with you or yeah. to get into you to get out of well, there. And, right. And also speaking frankly, at the time when we encountered it. We were much younger, and yeah. I am uh, going to say much, much more stupid. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, and we were influenced by a lot of the, the more popular paranormal stuff yeah. at the time, which yeah. we've grown a lot since then, you know? Yeah. And we were we were ghost, we were the people watching Ghost Hunters religiously. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, is a great, <clears throat> it's a fine show, but I feel like it's, the, demons are not as common as those shows tend to exactly. show. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's entertainment. Yeah. It's, they've got to entertain, and they got to bring you back the next week. Right. Yeah. Right. And you have to understand, too, like, <laughs> people think you're going to go into any location, and you're going to get activity right away. Right. Yeah. And those people just, are on those locations for three weeks, wearing yeah. the same clothes every day to make it look <laughs> yep. continuous. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I mean even that's one of the, that's actually one of the things I appreciate about some of the some of the more modern shows like Kindred Spirits mm-hmm. is they're very upfront with you about a lot of how they approach yeah. uh, their their paranormal research. Like it's still entertainment, but the entertainment's right. getting better and better. Yeah. Well, and I I think I mean also we're we're huge fans of like Hellier and yeah. the Newverse yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so but, we're big curiosity people. Well, yes. especially because we are always more like like we were saying earlier. We're always more attracted to the people who are keeping their options open, who yeah. are resisting firm interpretations of what things are right. or are not. Yeah. Uh, and part of that that's is I don't think that that's the right way to go about it. But also, it's 
to me, it's a little boring. It's yeah, a, yeah. It, open your imagination. Things could be way, way stranger than any of us have ever thought. Yeah. Right. Now, what do you have fun? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of these books from the fifties and sixties or <laughs> even earlier that you're reading them and you're going, "This is happening now." Yeah. yeah. We I talked mean, about that a lot, actually, do you? with, um, like, the Mothman, because Mothman was written in, what, 70s, right? 70s? Late I think 70s? it was 60s. Yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Somewhere in there. And then we read Passport to Magonia, which yeah. is, you know, that was 19, late, late 1960s as well, and it's like, so much of this is still relevant today. Right. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, I think... I th- one thing that I think personally about all that is that we, we as a community, like the paranormal community, the UFO community, whatever, haven't branched out enough because we haven't grown to accept or acknowledge or what, you know whatever it is for. Um, so, like for example, like with UFOs, we d- we still know so little about uh, about UFOs, and yet we have books from the 1960s yeah. that are telling us these eyewitness stories and things like that and yet nobody has really expanded upon that knowledge outside of what like fans and people like us like yeah. the five of us are doing you know right. just talking I mean about there's it. even even paintings from the 1600s or even yeah. the 1200s with UFOs in them yeah and absolutely there's, there's cave cave paintings yeah. and, and shit like that that's got they found a vessel they call it they, they called it a lamp or whatever from China, 8,000 years old with Bigfoot on it. Yeah, you yeah know? that's crazy. <laughs> uh, there, and also, I think in Japan, there was unearthed 4,000-year-old stones that had etchings on them of, like, human figures and then much taller figures wearing some sort of helmet apparatus. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, but also kind of part of that, I think what I'm seeing a lot today, because, you know, obviously we're involved in the online communities and things like that. Mm-hmm is especially because UFOs are entering the mainstream, we're seeing this giant rush of people entering the conversation who are struggling to, I guess, get past that hurdle of these are aliens. And the thing is, I'm not saying, don't me wrong, if the aliens land and they were aliens, great. I'm right there, I wanna shake their hand assuming they're not here to kill us. (laughs) But but to me, I think that I, we, I think that there need, we need to try to, at least as people who are already reading into this and looking at this, to try to remind people that there is no more evidence that those crafts are piloted by aliens than there is that they're piloted by fairies or Bigfoot right. or right. vampires. Like, right. the, all these are ideas, and unless until we are ready to keep all ideas on the table, we're never going to come closer to any kind of uh, closure or figuring any kind of piece of it out. But that's and, it, I'm not convinced it can be figured out in this lifetime, but... Um, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And how do we know that these aliens are not humans from the future coming back to see past history as like True. going to museums or whatever? They're going to the real life museums. Yeah, we don't. We, we well, exactly. We have no. We have no way of, of saying that that's not the case. And you know what? I'd be super interested to read a book on that because yeah. that's a super cool theory. You know? Yeah. Or I mean, crypto terrestrial, ultra terrestrial, extra terrestrial. I. And I, I, I've said this a lot on the show, but I try to follow a philosophy of believe nothing but entertain everything yep. in that I think that you're doing yourself a disservice if you ever hear an idea and you don't take a moment to suspend all disbelief and just accept that idea for what it is and try to think, all right, well, if that was true, what does that mean? What does the world look like then? Because even if you end up coming to the end of that thought process and saying, I don't believe this person's interpretation is correct, 
you will still have done that extra thought on it and that will open your mind a little more. It'll make you a little richer intellectually. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that, uh, I mean, personally, I'd like to see everyone, not just the paranormal community, but yeah. I mean, God knows we could do with a little less ignorance in the world. Yeah. True. Yeah. And ego. Yeah. Because oh, there's yeah. a lot of that in the paranormal. Oh. Well, yeah, and that's like that whole thing. It's like ego you're right because in the parent especially in the paranormal community you get too many people that are like this is the, this is the answer this yeah, is the truth i have the evidence right yeah. and it's like that's an orb e even e it's an orb no, i'm the dust. expert right and even if you, even, <laughs> yeah. if, even if you think that don't don't try and debunk somebody else or right. you know like open your mind and be curious about it because you know what like you, we never know. Mm -hmm. well, and I'll also say this. It's okay to fail on that sometimes. Yeah. And the reason I feel like I need to say that is the next episode we have coming up, um, I failed on that pretty spectacularly because the book made me so angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but part of that was because when I looked of... into their sources, yeah. it really was they were coming from a what Fraud. felt to me more of a fraudulent yeah. or... Um, political bent mm -hmm. uh, trying to because it, I unfortunately you get into I, I am fully willing to entertain reptilian aliens yeah. and things like that sure I, I have no reason to say there couldn't be aliens look like reptiles but I've noticed a strange amount of those books tend to start moving in a white nationalist direction okay and things like that where they end up using reptilians as a metaphor for Jewish people oh really and like yep. how the reptilian world order and the control is really a metaphor to kind of sidestep people into the world thought of the Jewish one world conspiracy okay. back from the 70s because that fell out of favor right around the time you started hearing about reptilians yeah. um, and when you really dug into what the I guess theories and kissing I, on the, podcast. The, ideas, <laughs> the ideas behind it it really was it, it was a redressed racist rhetoric and because of that it made me very upset yeah uh, but you know that so that maybe that was just my my limitation I can't entertain that even but a little. everybody has to have their own opinion yeah. like yeah. like we were saying earlier you've got to uh, yeah. entertain the thought that maybe you're maybe your thoughts are right maybe their thoughts are wrong or maybe their thoughts are wrong and your thoughts are right you never know right. and we're not gonna know yeah. until we ascend to the next level right. yeah, absolutely <laughs> and the truth is even with us like taking up like we did we took that book apart like piece by piece but here's the thing we read it yeah. From cover to cover. Mm -hmm. So so by that logic, we entertained it because we read it from cover to cover. And we can't, like, our opinions afterwards were, mm -mm, no thank you. Yeah. yeah. You it, know? Well, and that's the thing. It's like, while I was reading it, I was trying actively to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I struggled with it probably more than I've struggled with any other book, I'd say. Um, but that said, again, it's, even though I dislike that book, I'm still glad I read it. Yeah. Because it in a way it helps inform the books I do like yeah. uh, because yeah. I can see kind of, you know, you get a better view of the spectrum of ideas out there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, any of these ideas, even the ones that we don't like, they could turn out being true tomorrow. We exactly. Don't know. Yeah. 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 It's just, you know, at some point, personal preference does come in because yeah. we're human. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And, and you can't agree with everything because yeah. if yeah. you do, then you're just a lemming and you're going to jump off the cliff with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, exactly. Sure. And, like, like you said, even even if uh, even if this you know it came out that, that this story was 100% correct, it would blow my mind. But you know <laughs> what? That's if that's the case, that's the case. You know, well, especially that uh, the reptilians have Death Stars, and George Lucas was instructed how to write Star Wars by, by the, the reptilians, Holly, by, by <laughs> the Hollywood Illuminati. Yeah. Yes, that's right. 
Yeah. If that was that's, true, I'm, I don't know, burning down Lucas Ranch or yeah, something. Yeah, but how come, I don't know. How come there's... It's true because it's on the internet. Yeah. 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 But how come there's so many correlations to the paranormal in his shows, yeah. the Force, the the Wookiees, the, yeah. the little Bigfoots, the big Bigfoots, mm-hmm. the Force, the yeah. good, evil, the aliens all over the universe, all that stuff. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't think that there's a... There's Alien not a, bars. There's not a yeah. doubt in my mind <laughs> that George Lucas took influence from all over the place, you know, because yeah. that sure. would... But I, I wouldn't say that that influence, in my personal opinion, is that of the reptilian-controlled Hollywood Illuminati. Yes. Yeah. You know? But he but, dev- I mean, we know for a fact that he took inf- uh, that he took influence from uh, Buck Rogers. Yeah, and what's the what's the uh, author's name that I'm thinking of? John Carter of Mars. Yeah, John Carter of Mars. Yeah. Yes, uh, he took inspiration from both of them. He also took he also took inspiration from. Most people will say he take he took inspiration from Eastern religions. What they're specifically talking about is Hinduism and Buddhism. Yeah. But I want to put a caveat on that: that he is going off of a mis, a Western misinterpretation okay. of Buddhist and Hindu philosophy, just because. Buddhist and Hindu philosophy is so intensive and it requires so many years of dedicated study before you can even really begin scratching the surface of like in in Buddhism most lay people like most people lay people that are practicing Buddhists do not follow all of the core tenets because they're like that's it, it's too hard they're like you're supposed to wait for the lifetime you come back where you're spiritually ready to be a monk or a nun or a wandering ascetic and you do it that lifetime and it's just it's it's a lot more complicated and esoteric and much more rooted in deep metaphysical thought that date ba- dates back literally thousands of years mm-hmm. and it just due to due to mistranslation and orientalism and a lot of other factors it kind of gets squished down and simplified for a lot of American audiences. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what George Lucas was largely going off of. So, like, yes, there is, like, in some ways, uh, Jedi philosophy can serve as kind of like a primer for mm-hmm. getting into Zen Buddhism, yeah. but it's it's infinitely more complicated than yeah. that. It's, as, it's like George Lucas read a book about Buddhism and went, <laughs> that's the Jedi. That's I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. When you look at the era, though, he probably did. I mean, that yeah. was when Buddhism started really catching on in the West. Yep. Mm-hmm. was around when the first Star Wars was coming out. You had yeah. the, uh, what are they called? People, they Mahari were... Krishnas. Mahari Krishnas. Mahari Krishnas. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was thinking of the orange people at the airport. <laughs> Listen, it was a strange time in the 70s. Like, I tell you, I was born 71. I turned 50 this year. So, like, you know, weird times. The 1970s like, in America was the golden age of the cults and the new yeah. religious oh, movements. Yeah. It yeah. is... Like as as a, as a true crime fanatic, that is like the 1970s and 80s. That is like where I live in American history. You'll have to read or listen to my show or read my article on the Satanic Panic until in uh, in Ohio in the 70s. Uh, we, we actually yes. are we actually are uh, eyeing at some point down the line a book about the Satanic Panic. Yep. Yes, because yes. I also I'm deeply fascinated with the pro, with the uh, phenomenon of repressed memories and mm-hmm. the kind of science that goes into that. So I've been collecting books on that phenomenon as it specifically relates to the satanic panic and I'm going to pick the one that best suits the format of our show. Yeah, and we had a really interesting case where a nun was murdered in Toledo, supposedly by a priest, but he had ties to this whole 
satanic culture. So, you know, just keep it in mind. It might be a good... Um, yeah. That uh, is fascinating. Very good case so for you to look in into. You said in Toledo? Yes. That That's less than an hour yeah. from our she house. Was, I know. She was killed in the chapel of a hospital, supposedly by this priest, satanically. Or I shouldn't say satanic. Yeah, religious. Re- re- Ritualistic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. On so Easter. On story. Easter Saturday. Yeah, we should look into that because yeah. I mean, Jay, that that's yeah. paranormal yeah. and true crime. Yeah. yeah. I, I I need I need to look into that just because again, Catholic mysticism is one of my main areas of expertise. Just be. My, my father was raised Catholic, and like he tried very desperately to raise me as an atheist, and I turned out more Catholic than he did, <laughs> just culturally and with just the, the cultural features. So I'm, I'm very deeply rooted in Catholic mysticism, and there is a very interesting overlap between that and like ancient European witchcraft, because a lot of people don't know this, fun fact, Christian witches were a thing um, dating back to the Middle Ages, and they were actually sanctioned by the church. Um, The herb workers and will workers and medicine women that claimed that their power came from God the Almighty, not from something inside them, Mm -hmm. and like basically showed deference to to the local bishop, were totally fine and were actually largely protected from the witch trials. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Listen to our episode on the book Demon of Brownsville Road. It's our second episode. Okay. Uh, that one, we talk about Christian mysticism quite a bit in that a episode. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Half the episode, I want to say we yeah. rambled about okay. that. Yeah, cool. it's now, super cool. If somebody wanted to listen to your podcast or, or follow you guys on social media, where would they do that at? Yes. Um, so on social media, we are at Noctivigant Pod, and that's. Uh, how the hell do I spell that? <laughs> N-O-C-T-I-V-A-G-A-N-T, pod, P-O-D. And that's uh, our Twitter. And then I'm at MixRoryWicks. That's M-X-RoryWicks uh, on Twitter. I'm at Bearish Terror. I'm at Midwest Undead. And uh, our podcast is on everything. We've yeah. got it on all, all the major uh, podcasting platforms, okay. Spotify, Apple, Deezer, all, all of them. I believe we're on Audible now. Too. Yep, oh, and we're cool. on Audible uh, now. Yeah. And also, we have a couple other weirder ways people can get in touch with us. We yep. maintain a, uh, a Jay maintains a Noctivigant Podcast official Tumblr account yep. where we post memes that are inspired by the books we read. Yep. <laughs> uh, just I manage a yep. Noctivigant Podcast uh, user on Reddit where I'm often posting in the High Strangers forum and things like that, okay. just talking to people. Um, and we and, want people to reach out to us because yeah. we love nice. interaction. Well, and yes. also, finally, our email, Noctivigant podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, that's one of our ways that we are t- looking for book suggestions or uh, anybody who just wants to reach out and talk with us. That'd be a great way to do it because yep. that's one of the only ways we actually all have access to that account. Yeah. Everything else yep. we all manage individually. Yeah, okay. like I manage the Twitter. I'm Rory. I manage the Twitter and Nick manages the Reddit and Jay uh, manages the Tumblr account. Because Tumblr scares these two. <laughs> it's true. I don't belong there. Nope, me neither. <laughs> I know you nothing about Tumblr. Tall. I'm yeah. old. I don't yeah. know anything. I, That's okay. For you youngins, you youngins. I don't know anything about Tumblr. So right there with you. We're together. All right. Well, we really, really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your time at the convention oh, here no, to come and talk to us. us. And we wish you all the greatest success and We'd love to do a collab sometime. Yes. yes. Absolutely. That yes. Yes. We would love to be on your show because yeah. I am actually reading right now. Joe's reading. I'm reading a, a book called Parallel Universe. Okay. Okay. And 
I'm on about halfway through, and it's taken me about two years to read this. So <laughs> when I get done with it, we can be on the show. Yeah. We'll be, uh, we'll be in a wheelchair. Well, in touch. We, we can pick up that book and read it, no problem. Yeah. yeah. That way you won't I read have to really take slow. another two years to read a different yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that, that sounds great. Yeah, So awesome. good to meet you guys. All right, well, thank you. And thank once you. again, everybody, thank you for tuning in this week. We really appreciate it. And please, please, please get up there on our website. We have tons of T-shirts for sale. And... Get ready for another exciting show next week. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's leave you with some music from Dead in Five. All right, goodbye, everybody. Lost to love you, lost to want you, but I can't.